0: Game day, UCLA-Washington. Let's get to the keys of the game for a potential Bruin victory as they look to earn respect across the nation. So let's get right to it and Locked On to UCLA. Excited to take on the Huskies of Washington. Let's go. Let's hit that music, everybody. Boom. You are Locked On UCLA, your daily podcast on the UCLA Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, everybody! It's your favorite host, Zach Anderson Yox. You can follow me on Twitter at Zach Yox, or you can go follow the show Twitter at Locked On Bruins. Thanks for making Locked On UCLA your first listen each and every day. You can find it on Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. It's for free. And also on YouTube, Locked On UCLA. Thanks for viewing us on YouTube. Go like, comment, subscribe, hit the subscribe button, please, and thank you as we look forward to continued coverage of UCLA football into the basketball season. But the first extremely important football game happens tonight, September 30th, against the likes of the Washington Huskies prime time in the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. So let's get right to it. As we remind you, this episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up college football season. And it's getting spicy tonight, a pair of 4 no teams, UCLA, Washington. It's the Huskies who get the, the, the AP love, the coaches' pool love, coming in at 15 or 18, depending on which rankings you want to use. Either way, they're an offense clicking in an all cylinders. We've detailed it in previous pods, but we'll kind of get back to the nitty-gritty. Saying what this game means for both teams are quick keys to the game and what my prediction for the game actually is, and we'll see how things play out. We'll see. For Washington, this is what they're playing for. They got a new head coach, Kalen DeBoer, bringing in as the new regime, Had a quick turnaround at Fresno State in a couple seasons there. And he's a team that's four and zero, looking to become the first Washington head coach in, I think, program history. This is what their play-by-play guy tweeted out to start his to start a U Dub career, as you know they referred to as a. A Washington career as a head coach, 5-0. No Washington coach has ever started 5-0. If they do that, they've got three pretty easy games after this. They can be 8-0 well on their way to a potential Pac-12 title berth, if not more, with an easy schedule after UCLA until their home game against Oregon State in early November. That's what Washington has. They have their eyes on their easy part of the schedule in Pac-12 play following this Friday night circled matchup against the Bruins. For UCLA, it's a little different. This is the dream season. This is the season they've been building towards in Chip Kelly's tenure, now dreading and finding its way into year five, all with DTR, some way, some form, playing quarterback for the Bruins in you know, a variety of forms. For Chip Kelly and company, UCLA wins this game. They vault themselves in the top 25. Whether deserved or not, it just kind of seems to be the way the polls kind of work. You get away win over a top 15 team. They just sneak you into the, the 25, depending on how the game looks. So if the Bruins get the win, they're looking for some respect nationally, for, despite their kind of eh, woeful beginning. Even though they're 4-0, we all this, we all expected a 4-0 start, but now this is where the it gets tricky. We've talked about how the next three games, including the Washington game, are extremely crucial for the Bruins going forward if they want to make a Rose Bowl, if they want to make a maybe an outside shot at a college football playoff, you know, top two teams in the the Pac-12 make it to the conference championship game. You don't have to beat one team in your own division; you have to beat the rest of the entirety of the Pac-12. So it starts tonight for the Bruins, their conference home opener. A win tonight would give UCLA some important respect. Washington, they have a chance to go on a run, be the upstart Huskies, kind of ruin, pretty most part, ruin UCLA's season with a couple of tougher games coming up theoretically for the Bruins. We'll find out if Washington's the toughest of the three after all is said and done. But the Huskies, they have their eyes on bigger goals and a quick turnaround and a reload, if you will, through the transfer portal with Michael Penix Jr. And such, they've got a defense that's playing well. The Huskies, they, they have their sights on lofty goals just like the Bruins. It's a little different. You, Hus, the Huskies, very easy schedule going forward. UCLA, they don't get this. The schedule just gets tougher the next three weeks and two games so can the Bruins eke this one out to get to 5-0 and to get that big start a 5-0 and start that they haven't had in well over a decade more than a decade now dating back to the Carl Durrell days so the Bruins looking to do something that regardless of which regime was coaching it hasn't been done in almost three head coaches ago as the Bruins looking to get in the standings get get put themselves at the top of the Pac-12 standings, bolt themselves into the rankings, and prove that while they were a little sloppy in those first few weeks, that they were just building towards something, and maybe it was a little hot, maybe it was a little, you know, against Alabama State, they let everybody else play. South Alabama, a tough game, and then Colorado, well, they just kind of, they did what they needed to do against Colorado, and what they need to do against Washington, regardless of how it looks, just walk out with the W. That's all the Bruins need to do some way, somehow, as we, yeah, we'll 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 get to you know we'll, we'll see how this team goes. This is their first true test. We've been hyping it up all week long, and we'll get to our keys to the game in just a moment. And to remind you before we tell you that this episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. After the game reaction podcast for the short week since it's on a Friday, we're dropping a reaction pod immediately after the game. So stay tuned for that. Locked on UCLA fans. In the meantime, just know that this episode, once again, is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up your college football season. In the meantime, you just got to go to the Underdog Fantasy, find a way that it's easy to play. It's available in over 30 states, so you can just pick between two and five players across any team, and you can just find which player will finish higher or lower and just guess like that. One of the easiest fantasy games to play out there is you can win cold hard cash in a single game. It's easy to start, it's easy to get started, easy to play, and it's it's pretty solid. Just sign up with the promo code locked on, one word, and underdog will double your deposit up to $100. Deposit $100 and get $100 free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy with the promo code locked on as one word. Get in on the college football pick'em action today, and you can go have some fun spicing up your college football season. Okay, let's get to our keys of the game. As we're moving quickly here with this Locked On UCLA episode, two pods today, one with our prediction keys, the importance, the weight of the game, which we've been building all week, but just a kind of quick recap in this end-of-week episode for our Locked On podcast. Keys to the game. Let's get right to it. For UCLA, Washington, both teams come in with high-scoring offenses. One team with defense that's shown a bit more prowess than, say, UCLA has. And while UCLA's numbers defensively haven't looked absolutely atrocious, we all can tell they have not been mighty impressive for the most part. So let's get to it. We've talked about the, the... the importance of the offensive and defensive lines. The number I'm looking at for this game is three sacks. Can the UCLA defensive line get three sacks on Michael Penix Jr., a guy who has not been touched all season long? He's not been sacked. This is a guy that's been upright, and he's had time to throw. If you don't give him time to throw, then maybe you can disrupt his rhythm, and UCLA can maybe hold on back in the secondary and not let him to go deep down the field like he's been doing all season long. So can UCLA's defense generate three sacks or above defensively, offensively? This is a Washington team that thrives. They've been ball hawks, five picks. They've had 15 sacks so far. Can UCLA limit the the D line for Washington to three sacks or less? We have low ground, you know, we have a, a low standing, you know, for UCLA's defense. All right, Only three sacks, that would be good for a team that's only allowed two sacks in four games in Washington, for UCLA, if they can limit the Husky defense to a couple of sacks, a little under three sacks, maybe three sacks itself, that could still give DTR some time. I mean, the offensive line, while still sometimes crumbling once in a blue moon, I think if they only allow three sacks, that could be successful against the Washington front that's gotten after the quarterback this year. So key number right there, three sacks. Above for the UCLA defense, or at least three, which would be more than Washington's given up all season long and none with Michael Penix Jr. back there receiving the snaps. And if they can keep DTR upright, three sacks or less than UCLA can, I think hopefully with the offensive line, we'll, we'll be doing just fine, we hope, if UCLA's doing everything right. Another key, who makes the first mistake? Who makes the first mistake? It's the Washington team that hasn't made too many mistakes In this first part of the season, only a Michael Penix Jr. interception and a fumble so far for the Washington offense. It's Michael Penix Jr. who threw a pick against Portland State. They've fumbled it once. And UCLA, well, we've seen them cough up the football. And there's a Washington defense that's been able to pump in and get sacks, picks, everything in between. Can UCLA avoid the mistake and maybe force Washington to a mistake? Who makes that first crucial mistake in this game tonight at the Rose Bowl in the game of the Rose Bowl who makes the crucial mistake UCLA they've tended to make the mistake a lot sooner than their opponents Washington well they've for the most part avoided mistakes at least offensively for the majority of the season a team that's averaging 44 points a game and almost 530 often 530 yards of offense per game the Bruins pretty close almost 42 points per game and just over 500 500 yards of offense per game. It's just, who makes the first crucial mistake? Is it a special teams mistake? We saw the Bruins. They've cleaned it up so far since week one, and it was special teams that led them to a close win against South Alabama. Is it DTR who's got a 75% completion rate? Can he avoid the week one interception? He hasn't thrown any picks. Can they make sure they don't Drop the football on a handoff like they did against South Alabama a couple times, either walking into the goal line or just on a simple pitch play to the right. Who makes the first mistake? Look at it. Circle it. Who makes the first mistake will be crucial because, this leads me into my next point, Washington dominates early. They dominate. They come right out of the gate swinging. They outscore opponents 51-7 to in the first quarter. UCLA have just dis- I've detailed it they they come out in the second half and they let it fly. In the second half of games this season, they're outscoring teams 78 to 21 and they're outscoring teams by 30 in the fourth quarter, 37 to 7, and the only touchdown the Bruins gave up in the fourth a garbage time touchdown. And Washington's they've they've dominated their team so far. So a lot of their points they've given up in the second half have been garbage time themselves, has been garbage time points against the Husky defense as well. But it's been UCLA that's been forced to play a bit more of a second half of the game than Washington has, for better or for worse, for either side. But Washington dominates early. So if UCLA makes an early mistake, then that could harm their chance of winning. Washington can run away with it. But the big thing is, who is going to win? Which trend is going to come through? Washington dominates early. They come out of the locker room, and they tend to dominate in the third quarter, flipping the switch once again. UCLA likes to dominate literally in their halves and flick it on, turn it on and flip on the switch. I should say coming out of the locker room and the complete second 30 minutes of the game. They're almost a different team. That's what they've shown thus far in their seven game winning streak in their four straight wins to open the 2022 campaign, which trend continues. And theoretically Washington could start to start out of the gate fast and UCLA could come back. It's, who can, who makes a big hole for themselves? If UCLA is pretty even by the end of the first quarter, whether it be 14-14, 7-7, 14, or highly doubtful, but for some reason, whether it's 3-3 or 0-0 after a quarter, considering these two highly touted offenses coming in, well, then UCLA, I think, is keeping pace. If Washington's up two scores after the first quarter, well, Washington's playing the game to the way they like it, jumping on and coming out with kickoff and dominating from the jump. Just like that. So if UCLA can stay pretty much even with Washington in their two big quarters, the first and the third, and then flip it on like they do late, then we can see if this is a trend that's worth going forward for the Bruins. Maybe stop some, you know, lackadaisical starts and get right to it right away, which we've seen in the second half. Can the Bruins bring that dominance in the second half and spread it out through four quarters? Washington, again. They come right after you, right away. Their best quarters are the first and third quarters when it comes to outscoring opponents. The Bruins, well, they've just laid it on teams. Once they go in the locker room against some adjustments, come back out, and they fix things. That's just how it's been. Will those trends continue? Those are things to look out for. Again, three sacks. Can the Bruins limit the Husky defense with the offensive line? And can the defensive line, again, generate pressure? Three sacks, I think, can make a load of a difference if they can get to Penix and fluster him in the pocket. In the meantime, who makes the first mistake? UCLA's tended to do something dumb, at least for the most part, in three of their first four games fairly early. Washingtons avoided the mistake. Can the Bruins force the early husky mistake and stay keep close with them early and make it competitive late, which would be the first Washington game they played this year that's been close in the fourth quarter. So what trends will remain true going in this one? As we move forward, Let's get to my actual prediction. If you've watched Locked On Pac-12, you may have seen what my actual score prediction was. Well, I'm going to stick with it, but if you haven't heard it, well, we're going to kind of give it a little more detail in this show today. A bit of a shorter episode for Locked On UCLA, but still, we'll, we'll get right to it with our prediction. I've told you the keys, what this game means for both sides, possibly a little more for the Bruins and for the Huskies, but the Huskies are ready to run through a pretty easy portion of their Pac-12 schedule following this game, especially a couple of road atmospheres that are not so vaunting for Washington coming forward. And for UCLA, well, a win tonight, and you can go one and one over the next stretch of the next three weeks and still have a successful campaign. UCLA, will they beat Washington? My answer is, I think this game will be a bit of a high-scoring thriller. Not exactly in the 40s. We won't get Uh, We won't get over 90, I think, but I do think this game gets into overtime. I I think it's just these two teams seem fairly evenly matched. The Bruins can scrap and claw their way against Washington, score some points. Hopefully Charbonnet will get some running room, run the football and all that. I think UCLA wins this game 38-35 in overtime. I think this game is fairly evenly matched. We'll see which team is well-coached, plays the clean football, and overall in the end, who is the better team in 2022. Primetime, we hope it plays up, lives up to the billing. I've seen so many different comments. I've seen from score predictions over a variety of podcast comments for this game. Blowouts one way, blowouts the other way. UCLA won't score. UCLA will score. We'll have high-scoring thrillers, 56-49. I'm not sure we'll get 56-49, although I'd love it. I'll be on the edge of my seat biting my nails and waiting for UCLA defense to get a stop that possibly could not happen if it's a 56-49 type of game. I think, what was it, just the anniversary the other day of uh, Geno Smith with the, what West Virginia where he threw like six touchdown passes in a 70-63 game in a Baylor-West Virginia game when there was like crazy points. We could get that tonight. I just think it kind of calms down and it's UCLA 38, Washington 35 in overtime in the Rose Bowl. I think both teams have a turnover. I think UCLA can get a sack, maybe, of Michael Penix Jr. I think for a while there, Washington will get to the Bruins. They will start quick, and then UCLA will start to figure things out, turn it on late, wear down the Huskies. And again, it's been the second-half conditioning that UCLA's kind of poured on opponents late that have made them impressive and a nice unit so far, a nice team that's come together late, a veteran team that knows how to win games late and going forward. So I think it's just the Bruins who just eke this one out against Washington late in overtime by three, 38-35 over the Huskies. Could be wrong, could flip-flop it either way. But I think Washington starts early, just like how they you know, write to script. And then UCLA, if they can keep pace, I think they will within about 10 points. Bruins have been down two scores before in this season a couple of times. I think they'll find a way to to eke out a W at home, and they'll be 5-0. We'll be all excited come this weekend, not having to sweat out any more Bruins football as we wait till next week when UCLA plays a, a 12-30 matchup against the Utah Utes. But in the meantime, I think that that's all it's going to do for this earlier edition of Locked on UCLA. UCLA 38, Washington 35 in overtime. That's my prediction. I do think the Bruins get to 5-0, but... We'll react to it immediately after the game. UCLA, Washington, late night Friday, September 30th. We'll, we'll upload it. We'll get to it. We'll pump it out really quick. But for UCLA, Washington, just can't wait. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. In the meantime, for Locked On UCLA, go make Locked On Pac-12 your second listen with Spencer McLaughlin. I was on it recently as we detailed the game against Washington. Kind of gave our little previews then. Another preview today. And for the most part, Bruin fans, let's let's show up in, in numbers, big numbers in the Rose Bowl. Let's watch. Let's all give them our support, whether it be at home, whether it be in the Rose Bowl. Let's all watch and give this Bruins team their respect. This is a chance for all of us to believe. Don't be dire, non-hopeful Bruin fans. Let's believe today. Get that last A clap of the week So we go. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, you. UCLA fight, fight, fights. Go beat Washington. Let's see how it plays out. Remember, reaction pod later after the game for this week, this short week only. In the meantime, this has been Locked on UCLA. Go Bruins.